and welcome to Getting to Know ACS with Tracy and Jasmine. So today we're going to be talking about the Exceptional Family Member Program, which is EFMP with Mr. Andre Williams. How are you doing, Andre? I am doing great. How are you doing today? <laughs> I am EFMP awesome today. Oh, okay. Let's, okay, that's what I'm talking about, EFMP awesome. All right. So, Andre, just so we can get started, um, what is EFMP? Well, it's a Sessional Family Member Program. All right. Say, for instance, uh, it's designed for any um, dependent that has any type of medical, educational, uh, developmental um, disorder that receive any types of intervention. Um, and that could include uh, any type of therapies, um, any type of counseling. So we have to make sure those dependents are identified so they can actually you know, be enrolled into our program. And it is a mandatory program. Okay, so you're talking about it's a mandatory program. Yes, it is. So I know just from past experience mm -hmm. that there is definitely a stigma mm -hmm. with people being enrolled in EFMP. Yes, it is. Because a lot of times soldiers are under the impression that if they have a family member in that program, that is going to mess with their career. Right. So what do you have to say about that? Well, you know, that's a stigma that I'm trying to change because I can understand, you know, with the soldier's point of view, yeah, we're trying to, you know, make sure that they want, they want to make sure they're going to actually do the assignments where they kind of enhance their career. But I always look at it like this. You need also, you want to make sure your family members are taken care of. So if they can't receive those services wherever they're trying to go to, then, I mean, that's one of the things you just have to deal with. And, of course, you know, we have a lot of you know, installations right now, unfortunately, that don't have the services, uh, depending on you know, which installation you're trying to go to, even overseas. So it all depends on what type of service they require. So that's one of those things we're trying to educate more so the family members can, you know, kind of, you know, understand that, you know, those services are not always available at that installation they're trying to go to, but it's ways to work around that for us, you know, making sure dependents are enrolled into the program so they can try to, HRC can kind of work with them to try to get them a better assignment. Okay. So when you're talking about being enrolled, mm -hmm. so what are some of the things, because you're saying, you know, services. Right. So what are some of the things that, um, you're looking for what are, what are some things that people would be enrolled in EFMP for right. what kind of diagnosis uh, I could tell you one is for asthma right. that's, that's like one of the common ones and it's not so much that the actual diagnosis sometimes because that people don't understand that it's also also the follow-up care and the frequency of care say for instance if you do have asthma and you get followed up by a pulmonologist then uh, they, they require you to be followed by that pulmonologist weekly or monthly or whatever, then they want to make sure you enroll into the program. And I can tell you, anytime, if you get in seen by uh, a specialist um, and you've at least been seen at least uh, twice a year, then you're probably going to be enrolled into the program. Okay. And so they have to make sure that specialist is available at your current duty station and also is uh, available at the uh, new duty station also. At the gaining duty station. Okay. Right. So asthma is one right. type of thing. So what's another one that, that um, is big? Uh, yeah, big is I would say for us, our arthritis is also a big one. Oh. Of course, cancer is a chronic one so that you know right. you're going to be enrolled for that one. Okay. Right. And I can tell you a real huge round here we have a lot of kids enrolled for ADHD autism so I can tell you right now that's going to be always enrolling for that one now another thing you need to understand also not just medical um, diagnosis you're going to be enrolled for also going to be education okay so if your child receive any type of services through the school um, they're going to do actually be enrolled through education also 
So they're going to make sure those services, once the child is in school, they can actually, you know, be in place on the uh, individual uh, education plan. And that what that does is make sure that the school system is aware that this child might have autism, ADHD, and to make sure they kind of place properly in the school setting in the rooms and make sure they, they got the actual you know devices, whatever that child may need available in that school system. Okay, and I'm glad you brought that up about the school system uh-huh. and the individual education plan, which is an IEP. Right. So if I have a student, you know, like if my child is has an IEP, mm-hmm. And I feel like the school is not meeting that IEP. Where does does EFMP play any type of role in that? Well, the thing is, what we do, we have system navigators in um, place, and what they do is they non-clinical caseworkers, and they right. kind of can advocate for the family member because sometimes the whole IEP process, especially when they first get evaluated into the program, it can be a little bit difficult. So they can sit in on the meetings or whatever, kinda, so they can get a better understanding of what can be done for that child. And right now, I can tell you, it's very difficult right now because a lot of the children with that under those IEPs, or I call them IEP. FSPs, and that's an individualized family support plan that's from zero to three, school age. Okay. So it's kind of difficult for those ones that, you know, when they're doing it on a virtual setting. Okay. Yeah. Because it's kind of hard to... It's kind of hard. Yes, difficult. Okay. So with that, so with the IEP, like if your uh, child needs like speech therapy Mm -hmm. or something like that, that would be something that would be in their IEP. Right, right. And then... You all would make sure your system navigators mm-hmm. would make sure that they're getting that speech therapy, that they're getting to go see that therapist right. on a however many. Right. And the way that and the way that works is um, once they have that in place into, um, in the IAP, they would get certain times of the day or certain times of the week where they see that speech therapist or say, for instance, it might be occupational therapy or anything like that. OK. okay right. Okay. So that's all in, in, in part of that IEP. OK. And it kind of breaks it down for us how many minutes per week or whatever. So. OK. Yeah. All right. So can you clarify, because um, I see a lot of confusion within the EFMP uh, program, mm-hmm. what is the difference between EFMP Medical mm-hmm. and ACS EFMP? Well, ACS, ACS EFMP, of course, we do more to support groups, recreation activities. Uh, we kind of do a lot of referrals, like I was saying before. But the actual EFMP Medical, they actually do their enrollments. Okay, so say for instance, if it's somebody that needs to be enrolled into the program, they will process the paperwork. Okay, once that dependent actually has to go to their primary care manager, or sometimes that primary care manager, if they see a diagnosis that they're not comfortable with, for as diagnosing them with, they will refer them out to a specialist. Okay. Then that specialist will fill out the paperwork. So then once the, all that, that process is complete, then they would take that paperwork back to EFMP Medical. Then they would process and get them enrolled into the program. So it's a huge difference between ACS, EFMP, and EP, EFMP Medical. And that's one of the things we're trying to educate um, about right now because a lot of people, a lot of dependents, and some of the soldiers also don't understand the difference between the, the two. So okay. we're, we're trying to get that word out there. So I just want to repeat uh-huh. that medical mm-hmm. is the one that enrolls you right do not call acs to get <laughs> enrolled. Call. okay <laughs> but you know what it's, it's okay though if they do call because actually um, since i have that experience too and i can we also do the referrals so, I mean, it's not a big thing if they do call okay you know it doesn't kind of it doesn't hinder us if they do call so yeah, if you do call and you want some information about efmp medical whatever of course we're going to pass you along and we get you in the point you in the right direction who you need to talk to because you were on the medical side mm-hmm. before you came over to the 
the good side. Right. I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I've been blessed on the, on the good side. <laughs> the ACS side of the yes. house. <laughs> so in, the, um, in your program, of course, it's yourself. You're mm-hmm. the coordinator for the program. Right. And then you have how many, when you are fully staffed, of yes. course, how many navigators do you have? We have four. You have four navigators, four. and then you have a, a spe- yeah. We got a specialist that should be coming on board within the uh, next month or two. Okay. So hopefully we can get them also on board, so we be fully staffed now. And then you have a educator. Yeah, we got a new <laughs> educator on board now. Okay. So she's still in the learning process. Yeah. We lost one of our good um, edu- uh, educators about y- just yesterday. So. Oh, okay. So yeah, she PCS. So yeah. So what is this new educator's name? <laughs> Jasmine <laughs> Davis, <laughs> and her phone number is. <laughs> I do not know my phone number yet. <laughs> Look, you said she just started yesterday. She just started yesterday. <laughs> yeah, but she's gonna play a vital role because she's gonna be giving a lot of the you know classes and things like that. She's gonna be doing the levy briefings. And some of the other classes we have on, you know, part of our program. So okay, so let's talk about that. I know you don't know what exactly you're going to be doing, Jasmine. So I'm not going to put you on the spot. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> but okay, so you said classes, and uh-huh. then like special events and stuff like that. So what are some of the things that you guys do mm-hmm. to help support the ACS community? I mean, the uh, Fort Bliss community. Right, but I can tell you what our biggest one is also our cancel walk and our Special Olympics. Oh yes. Yeah, the Special Olympics are uh, normally that has happened in the wintertime. Okay. Of course, with the COVID, we had to cancel this year. So hopefully we can get that back up and going uh, next year. But that is a huge event around here. So And that's every winter, right? Yes, every yes. round. Yeah, every January or February time frame. Okay, so, okay. yeah. And the council walk is normally done in the summer. So right now we had to cancel that because just because of the uncertainty of COVID. Right. So nobody, we didn't want to be, a, of course, a spreader. So, you know, of course, yeah, we just went ahead and canceled that. And for these events, can anybody support? Yes, um, yes, like, yes. Anyway, we have actual people that, you know, kind of vendors that we actually talk to for us supporting our, you know, events like that. So, yeah, anybody can support those, though. Okay. Yeah, more and support, the better. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, okay, so you mentioned Special Olympics, and I know you guys are big on recruit, recruiting coaches. Yeah. And, you know, because Fort Bliss will have their own team. Right. And, you know, actually Fort Bliss has had some really excellent um athletes right. in the special olympics we had one that uh went to nationals or he went overseas to compete as well uh-huh. um i think that was two years ago okay and then um also you have smaller events though as well right right like you'll do uh dances that type of thing yeah and movies. The, yeah the christmas ball we used to have the valentine dances with the uh, the uh, soldiers different things like that uh we got a Easter Bunny photo shoot we do things you know help support the community so right so it's more like I say it's not only just the support groups but we do have recreation activities also uh, we do compadre where we're compadres horse ranch oh yeah and for the Halloween event have the um, we actually had something uh, scheduled with them last October but of course we had to cancel that at the last minute where the horses were going to be decorated and, oh okay yeah, cool more, going to be more like a little uh, drive-through event so yeah we had a lot of things you know prepared but like I say with uh, the uncertainty of COVID, we had to count, unfortunately cancel right. a lot of the events also. And then when you guys do this, because you did mention, you know, kids that may have autism and stuff. So a lot of times the programs that y'all are, um, the events that y'all put on uh-huh. are low sensory. Right. Right. So it doesn't um, get them to. Right. Right. 
I don't know what the word is. Hyper or, you know, yeah. I, there, I, I, yeah. Be overstimulated. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it, overstimulated. Yeah. Right. So, yeah. Okay. Right. So, you know, it sounds like the EFMP program, even though they do have a stigma, mm-hmm. that it's like, oh, this program is, you know, I don't want to be in it. It's very beneficial to the family. Oh, yes, it is. And then it gives the family support system because now I realize that it's not just me mm-hmm. that's dealing with this, but mm-hmm. there are other people and you guys kind of, Right. Connect those people together. Yes, right. and we have to. And I think about it, it's all about readiness also. So and I, it's kind of heartbreaking because I've seen this as a soldier too. You know, you actually have a family member that, that hasn't been enrolled into the program, is unaware of, you know, the, the criteria for it, and they go to a duty station. Then once they get there, they find out that they have someone that needs to be enrolled, that they, they needs services, and they don't have services at, at that duty station. So they end up have to try to put in a, a, a compassionate reassignment. Oh, yeah. Yes. And then you end up, you know, packing all your bags up, trying to get another assignment. So, yeah, yeah trying to avoid that. So we want to make sure that we understand, everybody understand that this is a mandatory program. And if you meet that criteria, you need to be enrolled into the program. Right. And it's just for the benefit of your family. Right. Yeah. You know, you want to make sure. And like you said, for readiness. Right. Because how are you as a soldier going to go off? Yeah. And then your, your family, family is not it, taken care of. Right. And, and that's just going to cause the soldier undue stress. Right, so, you right. know, that's a, um, and I know there's some parents that are on EFM where the parent is the dependent. Right. So they will be in the, could be in the EFMP program as well. Right, right. Yeah. And then it's nice because they do have the respite care. So if your husband or spouse does deploy and you're stuck by yourself and you just need, you know, depending on the criteria, of course, right. uh, if you qualify for that program, they can go and help you. So Look you know. at you, Jasmine. You knew something over there. Well, we got that new educator <laughs> on board now. Okay. She's about to teach some classes now. Okay. Like, Look at her. She's like, and you got respite care. Right? A lot of people don't know. But yeah, so do you so. want to talk a little more about the respite care yes, and how that works? Yeah, because this is a temporary uh, respite res- Respite care is a temporary rest period for that family member that's taking care of the dependent. Right. So we actually have home care providers that come into homes and actually take care of those dependents that need those care. But the thing is, the, everybody has to understand that dependent has to be enrolled into the mm-hmm. program. Right. So you, I can't just call you up and say, you know no. what? These kids is driving me crazy. Right, right. <laughs> and what it is, we have a board set up for the ACS FMP, and mm-hmm. they actually be boarded if they meet the criteria. We have them fill out an application. Then once they get approved or disapproved, what did we do is send it up to the, C- to the um, CG for his appro- approval. And then when they get approved, is there a cap on how many hours yes. that they get to do respite care? Yeah, 25 hours. 25 hours a month, yes. a week, or what? Yes, 25 hours. Uh, okay, so I could do about five hours a yeah. week. That's, yeah. that, that works. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? yep. Okay, yep. I like that. Yep. Good deal. So, Jasmine, you got any more questions for Mr. Andre? No more questions. I'm excited for the events, though. Yeah, but the events, like I say, it's a great program. But I think mostly, more than anything, everybody needs to get educated on the program. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's a great program. Right. You know, and like you said, it's it's not about, you know, oh, this stigma. It's about taking care of your family. Right. So... And so, Andre, one of the things, is there anything that you want to add that I didn't, maybe that I didn't touch on that you want to touch on uh, just to a, make sure our listeners know? Just one thing. If you have any questions whatsoever, any uncertainty about the program, like I say, if you can't get a hold of EFMP Medical at any time, because I can tell you, being I worked over there for seven years. That's a very big, busy program over there. 
So I can go with the doing the enrollments and trying to sit down and counsel people before they actually enroll into the program. So if you can't get in touch with them, you can also call me at any time. Okay. And my number is 915. 915- Five six eight three zero five two, and that's my direct number to my office. Okay, and you, you can shoot your and, and, and you can shoot me an email at any time also. Okay, so you're on global. And I'm on global. You can yes. Sir. Oh, so, okay. And I will respond back promptly. Uh, okay. Uh-huh. <laughs> and if I don't respond back, I got a new educator. That's gonna, <laughs> that's gonna respond to it. Yes. Okay. So I can already tell your passion, but yes. I'm gonna ask the question that I ask everyone when okay. we're concluding our interview. Okay. So. Well, Andre, let me ask you, what brings you joy working in EFMP? Just helping family members. That is my n- number one joy. Now, I'll tell you one thing. I do have a passion for kids, especially small kids. I always like to see them with a smile on their face. So yeah, just helping family members. Okay. That's why I can tell you one thing. I can't wait till we this COVID thing is going away so we can actually get family members back in the office. All right. And, and, and start having all those yes. wonderful events that y'all yeah. do. And, oh, yes. You know. Oh, and he, he got the letters with the magnets so that, you know, kids can play. Oh, yeah. yeah. I got, I got meeting, different so. toys. I, you know, I, I, I like to go out shopping at Hobby Lobby and get things for the kids. You so. just like to go out shopping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's all that is. We just like to go out shopping. Don't be trying to blame it on the kids. When they come to my office, they're going to have a lot to do. Yeah, because even on your door, your office door, you have the letters, those little alphabet letters. Because I'm like, why you got these letters on here? But, okay, it makes sense now. (laughs) So you do it for the kids. Yeah, to the kids. And like I say, the family members. So, yeah. Okay. We'll make sure they're taken care of. Well, that is awesome. So, Andre, thank you so much for coming and sitting with us and telling us a little more about the EFMP program. So, you know, just to get the word out about what the EFMP program can do for our family members and the soldiers, especially when it comes time to PCS mm-hmm. and go to that next duty station, because we want to make sure when they get there, their families are taken care of. Thank you very much. So so thank you for your time. This has been fun. Thank you. Um, and we'll probably have, once you start having more events or something, we'll probably have you come back and talk a little bit more about um, the well, you, other things that you well, have. Well, you know I'm on. always available. Just let me know. Just get on my calendar. <laughs> <laughs> Keep in mind your educator, don't keep your calendar, okay? (laughs) So so y'all heard that. If y'all need him, get on his calendar, all right? So with that being said. It's all uh, about having fun. That's right. You know, we do that quite well. So so again, thank you so much for joining us. And with that being said, this is Getting to Know ACS with Tracy. And Jasmine, don't forget to hit the notification bell and subscribe. Woo-hoo. Bye. Bye.